Hello, you're listening to Putting Up with Aaron Michael Marsh. Point. Yeah, make sure everything you say right now, you hold true for the rest of your life. <laughs> You're not allowed to grow as a person anymore. That's, we've decided that as a culture. Right, right. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? You're the one that got good. sick. I should be asking you how you're doing. I'm good. I'm negative now. So uh, it was it was bad for a minute. Like I couldn't, I was exhausted, but couldn't sleep. And then I had like no appetite. Things tasted weird. You know. So when thing. I got COVID, the not having an appetite was like, I was so grateful. I was like, can I just stay with this forever? The ability yeah, to go to the was, store, it, be tempted by nothing. Yeah, I did lose like all the weight that I gained at Christmas. So that was definitely a perk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it should be like, you know how when you do mushrooms, you have to like make sure you have nothing important the next day. <laughs> I've never done them, but I, I can imagine that would be a good idea. <laughs> See, you're doing really good anything? with that. Don't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to you on a delay. Are you? I think so. I don't know. Um, is yeah, it my internet? It feels like a news forecast. I'm just going to go like this when I talk to you. Just I'll ask you questions okay. and be like, and you come right in there, Kelly. Whenever you're ready. Just go ahead. <laughs> I might. Um... <laughs> Do you... You share this video also, or just the no, audio? Just the just the audio. I'm sorry. I should have warned you before you put makeup on. Oh no, 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 no! That's totally fine. I'm gonna go do something after this anyway. But um, oh good. I wonder if I should call in on my phone if that'll make the audio if it'll stink better. I don't. It makes it harder to record it. Oh, okay. That's fair. That's fair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I know. Because that's what I thought, too. When Zoom first started, I was like, why would I have Zoom? I have a phone. I could just call people. And then because people have sued Apple for people being able to just record their phone calls, Apple has actually encrypted phone calls. And so it's made a whole stink of a thing to record a phone call. Yeah. It's harder to record a phone call now than it was a couple years ago. And I would think you as a girl would know this. Every girl I know seems to know everything about what the laws are on spying and stalking and recording anything a man says. <laughs> no, I'm too tired. I don't have the energy to do anything. I don't think. Also, my yeah, dog exactly. is over here. He might start barking or something, in which case I can be like one second and I'll let him out. Sure, I'll give him a credit. If he needs a credit on this, we will too. I'll throw his name on there. <laughs> We'll plug his TikTok afterwards or whatever he has going. Wait, so Kelly, I find you fascinating because I find you very funny. I've known who you are for like, I think three or four years and had about 0% interaction with you, I think. Yeah. Right. Statistically. Passing here and there. Yeah. Yeah. Just the high five. Good job. Nothing more intense than that. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know who you are, where you come from, what you're about. All I know is you get up on stage, 
you do your bits, you stay in your pocket, but you also leave enough space for you to just like jab the audience whenever you need. And it's always a delight. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> so who the hell are you? Where are you from? Well, um, I'm kind of from all over the place. I grew up in Connecticut, but half of my family's from Texas. And then, um, so basically, I, well, I was born in Portland, then I moved to Connecticut, then I moved to okay. Texas, back to Connecticut, where I did all my school, whatever, went to mm -hmm. college in Texas, and then moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> and then moved to Portland and back to Los Angeles. Yes. Yep. For the quick little pandemic. <laughs> now, I deserve that. When people ask me about my history, I have to go through a map as well, where you're like, well, sit down. Oh, really? Because I have to explain from? to them, I'm from, I mean, I was born in San Bernardino, but really raised sort of halfway in San Diego, half in Tucson. And then I moved back and forth between LA and Tucson multiple times. And somewhere in the middle of all that also moved to Chicago where I have family. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I've adopted sports teams from all of those cities that I root for. And people don't yeah. think it's fair, <laughs> but you're like, it's not unfair if they all lose. None of them. I'm not just <laughs> fucking all these winners. <laughs> I root for eight sports yeah. teams that never win anything. It's fine. Yeah. You're not I'm hurting no one. I never have to stand in line to no. buy a ticket for any of these teams. I just show up and they're just grateful yeah. I'm there, all of them. Yeah, you're good. You're solid. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Wait, so where <laughs> city did you start stand up in? Uh, I started in high school in Connecticut. Oh, and, okay. Uh, this explains your skills. Yeah. <laughs> you started yeah, young. It was, yeah, it was, I did it at an open mic that was for music only, but I went up and just started talking instead because I can't do music. Sure. And so there, there I was like, oh, wow, this is what I want to do. And my dad signed me up signed me and him up for a class in New York. So he actually did it with me for a minute. <laughs> and he was pretty good. <laughs> I got to tell you, he's pretty good. <laughs> Does he still do it? No, he's still about dabbling in like some mics and whatnot. But I think he, like, my dad is a very confident person. And I told him, I said, you know, think of the idea of going there and you might not you know, if an audience doesn't like a joke, you have to workshop it. And he was like, well, if you like the joke, then why do I care what an audience thinks? <laughs> and I'm like, ah. I love your dad. Literally, he could not. He's like, the average person will get me. But like, if I write something that I think crushes, like, it crushes no matter what. I'm like, I don't. Okay. <laughs> no. No, I agree with the first half where if I like it, why should I adjust to them? I totally get that. But also, you don't get to decide what crushes. The audience gets to decide what crushes. No, exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, the time that he did it, uh, you know, in class, they have like a big performance at the end where you showcase, you mm -hmm. know, what you did. And he did so well that I think it kind of warps it warps your perspective, you know, you're like, oh, I'm crushing, but yeah, you're mm -hmm. crushing in front of like 
all these people who came to a class graduation. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's like doing well at a it's very supportive. Show. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like and not to say, not to knock him at all. He did a good job and his jokes were good, but that was what, 10, 10, 11 years ago. You know, it's not, it doesn't, you, you got to keep doing it. You can't just be like, oh, I did this 10 years ago and then expect it to be the same. Yeah, wait, so what does that mean that as you keep going further and further down the stand-up ladder, he's like, in his mind, do you think he's like, I could have been further along? You know, like, is it like that? Or is he totally supportive and wonderful? Oh, he's very supportive. Very uh, uh, wonderful, too. But of course, like, my dad has done a lot of really cool things. And I think he looks at it and goes, if I gave my best effort, maybe I also could be at that point, which is fair. I mean, I mean, I could say the same thing if I did. I'll give karate. him that. True. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Then 100%. But he, yeah. he didn't. But also like, no, probably good. If you put the work in, that's the, if you give that part of it. Yeah. I'm going to say about your dad with that. You said there's all, all these other cool things your dad has done. So just to stroke your dad's back a little longer on my podcast, what's the coolest thing you think he's ever done? Uh, he does have a black belt in Hapkido. That's is... amazing. Wait, what's the coolest thing you've ever seen him break in half? Uh, he, well, you can't use it unless you're like, you know, summoned or whatever the hell it is with martial arts. Like you're not <laughs> supposed to show off and whatnot. He's, That's he the rules, part of martial arts. He like, he's somebody where I'm like, I don't know how you even, cause he's so Zen. And as someone who like doesn't have an ounce of zenness in them at all, I'm like, how, <laughs> where did we, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, he took all of the, the zen and left you with all the anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And there are Unfair. moments, there are moments where I have the zen. Like if I'm like one of my moments, I would say like, if I'm at a dive bar writing, that's mm -hmm. my zen but it comes with hmm. a glass of wine. It comes with a, you know, like, and I'm still like surrounded by people, but people to me are fascinating. So I'm like, this yeah. is my comfort zone to kind of people watch and write and whatever, you know? Now, do you feel any of that Zen when you're doing like crowd work and you know, like you ask a question and they answer it so perfectly and you know, you're about to hit the home run. Do you have that feeling or you're just like, oh, hell yeah. Take a step back. Watch this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, I would, uh, don't get me wrong, I like writing material, I like my material, X, Y, and Z, but having a good crowd to interact with, it's like, why would I ever say stuff that I've said over and over and over again? I'd much rather just talk to you if you're interesting. Like, Oh, no, for sure. I'm the same. It's like, I hope I don't go up there and have to use material. If I'm using too much material, I'm like, ah, yeah. damn it. Oh, man. I'm yeah. going to get bored. Well, this that's kind of the thing is you're like, I hope that when people watch me go up, they're like, I'm never going to see this set from her again. I know exactly. Mm -hmm. Like I am in real time. This isn't her rehearsed every single thing. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, if someone comes to see you over and over again and they get the same exact 10 minutes, they're going to be bored out of their mind. Like, yeah. Yeah, I know. I've had girlfriends, you know, like they come to multiple <laughs> shows. 
I know women. Okay. <laughs> that was one yeah, thing I got really mad about was like, I had a friend, a friend, I'm so sorry. I had a girlfriend. I had a girlfriend who saw me <laughs> in like multiple times. I'm sure she'd love that. We were just friends the whole time. Exactly. Years. We dated for years. No, but it was, um, there was a couple months in between her seeing shows. And then when she went, she was like, I had seen all of those jokes before. And I was like, I wasn't doing those jokes for you. You know, like it was like a whole. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there are some relationships where, like, so obviously if on Instagram, they get it, you know, mm-hmm. and then there are also people that are like outside of, for instance, my, one of my best friends from college is dating one of the standups we met in Portland and she sees so much standup at this point that she also gets it. But then there are yeah. other relationships where like the person doesn't go to shows really, like they have you know, so they still don't understand it. And to me, that sounds so complicated to be with someone like just isn't there constantly to understand what's going on. Well, that's part of the oddity is like, you you have some friends you've known for like five, seven years and you've met their wife, maybe, you know, and you're like, wait, what? I hear (laughs) about your wife four or five times a week. But that also means I'm seeing you four or five times a week. How many nights is she even seeing you? And there's yeah. zero crossover. She has no interest in dipping into the pool just to hang. Yeah. One second. Oh, okay. We'll give credit to the dog. Guys, uh, I want you to know that this dog also moved. This dog started his career in Los Angeles. I'm g- guessing. I'm making all of this up. As a matter of fact, I'm probably going to edit this out. Wait. So, <laughs> so where did the dog start his career? Uh, Vancouver, Washington. You, but you never started in Vancouver. You lived in Vancouver? Vancouver, Washington? Yeah. yeah. Like 10 minutes well, from Portland. It's right across yeah, the yeah. bridge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, I, I, I knew that part. So the dog's yeah. from Vancouver. Did you get the dog during mm-hmm. the pandemic? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I'm just connecting yeah. all the dots because I made up a fake dog history uh, while you got oh. up. Oh. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. No, he, mm-hmm. uh, they found, we got him in October of 2020. He had been at the port of Vancouver for like four months and they could catch him. Oh, wow. I know. I heard He's the crazy. MAGA people telling about all the, the kids in the cages. So that's, I'm happy you got that one out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's important to me and my podcast listeners to ask where your dog was on January 6th, uh, 2021. He was with me. He okay. Was with me. <laughs> and where were you? But I was at the Capitol. <laughs> exactly. I was on the lawn of the Capitol. I don't know where the dog was. <laughs> Let's just say there was a lot of size poops in that building after. <laughs> That's what my podcast is going to become. I'm going to slowly ask every comedian where they were January 6th, uh, 2021. You're going to get to the bottom of it. Was it that that one dude was there? The French guy? French accent. Literally, his name is French accent. And yes, he was. He was very proudly there. But I see, what? I just saw his name on a flyer for the first time in over a year this week. And I was like, oh, he's back. So he must have not have <laughs> gone into the building. Yeah. 
I don't know specifically. You know, isn't it crazy the people that this industry does collect, though? I mean, you would it's, never meet that guy anywhere else. There's no way. There's no way. <laughs> correct. But also, when you do as many dive bar shows, I mean, as, as I've done, and him, yeah. you go, there's no way I'm not going to meet this guy. It's inevitable. Yeah. <laughs> Spending this much time in dive bars, I will meet them. I've said before, I think stand-up is the top 1% and the bottom 1% of uh, people I'll ever meet my whole life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's no there's no one who is in the middle of the road, really. No, there's, <laughs> there's no great, room for middle. Yeah, you're either great or you're terrifying. <laughs> Many ways. Or like you're like a genius or you can figure out nothing. But either way, we're interested to figure out yeah. how you think. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, the bell curve for stand-up. <laughs> wild that we a... sign up for it every day. <laughs> I know. It got wild when I had to start paying for it. And they're like, do you really want to pay for every set? And you go, I think I do. This is the closest I've had to a real addiction problem. <laughs> there was, what was the, the first one I think that started? It was Fourth Wall, right? Because I remember doing that in... North Hollywood when I lived there in 2018, 2017. I don't know. But so I, think was I will first openly shit started. on all the earlier stuff. So 10 years ago when I moved into town, we had a place called Marty's. And Marty's was $5 oh. to get in. And they had three stages. You could do any of the three stages, but only one was active. And you had to do one. And one was active. Oh. And the other two were just PAs set up in corners that you could just yell at people with. And, um, and then, haha, their open mic was $5 for five minutes the whole time I've been here. Yeah. So, so that existed already. Fourth Wall was the person who really put it together where they went, this is going to be a business that we don't live in, and we're still going to charge $5 for open mics. And that's really what we're doing. We're not trying to push coffee. Because Marty would have free coffee for us in the back. Yeah. And water bottles. And then haha would give us water bottles and fourth wall is like no the five minutes is to keep you in the room locked in like an adult and then yeah. that for some reason that structure really took off in a different way yeah i gotta tell you you know i've said it once and i've said it again something about the way that Zhao <laughs> ying summers does everything is just iconic she can do the same thing other people have done and i'm like i love the way the this woman works. <laughs> she's stunning. She's funny. She's just vibrant and also like crazy. And I, I back her up on everything. When she started doing this slotted at the Hollywood comedy, I was like, you know what? If someone's going to do it, it better be you. <laughs> <laughs> I have only but met her in complete passing to the point that it's like I've been on multiple shows with her and she's not at the shows but when it comes time for her to do her set they'll say her name and she'll show up yeah. do her set and then seem to magically as she leaves the stage dissipate into the air yeah and then I don't ever I, I so I've never said hi to her I've never said bye to her I've just seen her do sets she's, she's so funny to talk to I, I admit, and the funniest thing is I really want to get her I'm, this is funny that this is going to be on the podcast, but 
Zhao Ying Summers is a Zhao Ying Summers collection of clothing and sunglasses. And I want the sunglasses so badly. <laughs> I've made the joke about open like, mic fashion. Like I like we should start a line of like just black hoodies. <laughs> That's what she should do. Is she should make like because all of them are like sexy ho clothes. So what she should do is make sexy ho clothes for comedians. Yeah, because I don't know if you noticed sexy hoes and comedians have different body types and there's a couple <laughs> comedians that can fit in the sexy hoe clothes but it's a it's a it's a small collective it's not a profitable amount of people no and they're all at laugh factory and <laughs> there's the rest of us yeah no laugh factories is the first comedy club I've seen operate like a hooters and i'm proud of them for it <laughs> The thing is, is that there's going to be clicks no matter what. And if if all the hot people want to go in one corner, by all means, I get it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, but let's be honest. Would you rather be in the hot click or the funny click? Oh, the funny click for sure. But some people, you know, what does it matter mm-hmm. as long as they're getting Instagram followers and whatnot, you know? I guess. I don't know. I'm not good at getting Instagram followers. Are you good at getting Instagram followers? You know what? I wasn't until I started posting reels. Reels is where the action is, but you have to have uh, good edited clips. And a lot of people, and I do video editing during the day, like for a tech company, like that's my mm-hmm. day job. And I watch a lot of caption clips and I'm like, this is not the way that this should be done. Like the font will be really small. The angle's wrong. You're whited out in your face. I mean, just, just things where I'm like, if you just paid someone, you know, 20 bucks to edit some clips clips for you, like these would go 10 times further. Okay, but well, now I have to ask, are you available for $20, Kelly? <laughs> I am available for $20. I'm more than happy to help. Whoever needs, whoever needs help. I, Bruce and I have helped quite a few people. And uh, I mean, it changes it changes the game for people when they can actually like, I don't know, show up in uh, like Instagram feeds instead of just to their followers. I mean, that's what happens. I deleted my entire Instagram over the pandemic, not deactivated, deleted. Do you understand how Mm -hmm. stupid that is? (laughs) (laughs) I, (laughs) I had almost 2000 followers and I deleted it. And so then when I came out of the pandemic and everyone was like, stand-up's back, I was like, oh no, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have this prime platform that I had. So I, I got an Instagram and I only had like 400 followers at one point, but then I posted my reels and now I'm at almost 3000. So there you go. It's a game changer. It's a game changer. <laughs> yep. That's actually, it's my goal of this next year is to post more stand-up clips. You should, especially crowd work. I know, I know, which I do a lot of, and I think I do it all right, but it's, I was so, I avoided it for so many years. And now that I'm watching like everybody that started below me just surpass me, you're like, well, I can't just sit here and let the whole generation go past me. No, no. You gotta- Nothing against the the people of that generation, by the way. Big fan of a lot of them. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I totally- totally understand where you're coming from when 
I think it's very natural for when you see someone younger than you in stand-up who hasn't been doing it as long, but they have specific clips and specific tapes or whatever. So they have 14,000 followers and part of you is like (laughs) inherently just annoyed by it. (laughs) It's not, I mean, whatever. I'll tell you, when it happens once, when when it happens once, you go, good for them. And then when it's the whole generation goes past you, you go, well, wait a goddamn second. I think I'm standing at the (laughs) wrong train station. (laughs) (laughs) No one told me how to be hip. You know? Yeah, My Instagram feed is just a bunch of people high-fiving on the top of a mountain. And I was like, I think I'm on the wrong mountain. (laughs) Where are these people? It's like if I was trying to meet people on Bumble and like, I'm at Machu Picchu, where are they? (laughs) The um, the worst thing is when I go on to Instagram and if I so like other people, the youth, if you will, these 23, mm. 25 year old don't like post them. like they post a comedy thing, but then they also post like a like a picture of them in a cool outfit or whatever. And then I think people follow them more. But if I post a picture of like that has nothing to do with comedy, I lose at least like 10 followers. I try not to focus on that kind of stuff. In fact, I've attacked it directly by just posting a lot of gross looking food. I find it very funny to post the grossest food I can find because people, you know, like it's the the whole thing, like, oh, look at what I'm about to eat. It's so delicious looking. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, look at this olive candy bar, you know, like, and the was like, the hell are you doing? You're like, this is funny to me. I'm sorry. I'm trolling you. This is Instagram is just another way to troll you while I'm sleeping. <laughs> That's what you, you wake up every day hoping to upset somebody. <laughs> yeah, no, I follow gross food reddits and then I repost that stuff onto my feed. And then I wake up to messages are like, I can't look at one more gross pizza. And you're like, okay, then go ahead and leave. Good to know you. <laughs> I'm like challenging people to be my friend. <laughs> did you actually you didn't actually eat an olive candy bar did you no but i would but you would do you like olives i don't really like olives i i do but they're not candy they don't mix well with candy i'm sure but i, I mean i'm not it's just like i don't want to be afraid of the food you're like the food's not going to beat me by being too weird no i'm going to be too weird by eating the food i'm not going to enjoy it i'm not going to take two bites of it but i'll take a bite yeah Whatever I need to do to assert dominance over the candy bar, I will. But I'll do nothing more than just assert the dominance. Interesting. I don't think I could do that. <laughs> well, but also, I don't have an issue with any... any. I, I don't feel challenged. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think, I think that's something that you have <laughs> that maybe. For sure. No, it's definitely a very male thing. Like, I've never seen a woman be like, I need the hottest goddamn hot wings the whole city has. You know, to, as opposed yeah. to a guy will be like, no, we're going to find the hottest hot wings until I burn my butthole off. The uh, I've been reading this book that talks about like the male, uh, male and female, certain like hormones or whatever. You know how people say that like testosterone like makes men aggressive or whatever. And it has no, no. I know exactly what you're <laughs> well, no, 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 no. You'll be comforted to know this. 
that it actually doesn't, but it does make them more competitive, which hmm. is what you were just talking about. <laughs> now, I don't yeah. know if the competition no. is normal with inanimate objects, but... You know. It is. I don't know. As a guy who's hung out with guys his whole life, I would say yes, it is. Isn't that what sports is? Yeah. Actually, the uh, the hormone or whatever in your brain, if you were to play that same sport versus just watching it, it has the same amount of like hype, if that makes sense. As somebody like if you were to be playing football, you'd be going just as nuts as you would be watching it. You'd be surprised at how not nuts I go watching football. Uh, <laughs> no, but I know exactly what you're saying. And I, I do 100% believe that because I've been to professional wrestling events and I've watched these people go absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Do you like do you like wrestling like the WWE or yeah. like, like regular? Yeah. Or, oh, Still. where they're in the costumes and everything? Yeah, of course. You're saying with the question. Did you go yeah, to they're the, in the costumes uh, and everything. <laughs> Did you go to the uh, yeah the wrestling match they had in the comedy store? No, I did not on purpose. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, you don't. You don't have to apologize to me. I didn't. I didn't put it on. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was there, but not because I actively chose to go. It was more so we're all going. Kelly, you're also going by default. And after the third match, I was kind of bored. <laughs> See, that's why you need some ladders, some chairs, some tables, maybe a cell around that motherfucker. You know, like there's things. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a lot going on besides like. I don't I don't know. They kind of look like they were just dancing, but they didn't have any props or anything. It was just kind of dull, you know. A couple of them were probably were just dancing. Let's be honest. It was, um, yeah. they had a couple ex-WWE guys there, if I recall. Yes. And that was really the excitement of it. Yeah. Was you watching had... those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had those guys. Honestly, by the time that I think the final people went up, I had had some wine during the day because it was at like 12 or something. And I was kind of tired. I can't drink during the day. I get sleepy. <laughs> Me too. No, I learned that from sporting <laughs> events. Because you show up and there's like yeah. baseball at one o'clock. And you're like, that sounds great. And then you're like two yeah. beers in and it's 3.30. And you're like, I'm about to fall asleep hard. Not even a light nap. I'm about a full yeah. snore at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Well, it doesn't help also that baseball isn't exactly the fastest thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> okay now i know you're saying that but the baseball is you're right i guess you could get hit in the face with it at any point and you gotta stay on guard yeah you don't have a healthy level of fear when you're there you have to realize these people are throwing it at 100 <laughs> miles an hour and then hitting it at 150 miles an hour and you're looking at the eight guys that aren't moving you're like yeah but there's an active thing that could break any of our teeth these are all good points. You know, I've been I've been proven wrong with baseball over and over and over again. <laughs> because my boyfriend loves baseball and I grew mm -hmm. up in a family that was just exclusively football. That was kind of it. Dallas Cowboys, you know what's up. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> OK, 
Okay, and then defend baseball one step further. It's the only sport that gives you the ball after every play. They're giving you souvenirs every single play. They're like, oh, was that a ground out? Cool. Let's throw that out into the audience. I mean, maybe, but I could just go buy some baseballs, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, but how much cooler is it if a professional baseball player played with it first? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it is. I think I actually have a baseball in here from a game. Making Imagine a you're watching Bill Burr. Right. And at the end of his bit, he takes the microphone off of the court and throws it into the audience and then gets another microphone for the next bit. And after every bit, he gives away the microphone. Isn't that cooler than just buying a microphone? Fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is in stand up for me. Them throwing the microphones out there. Yes, you're right. Now, well, after saying all I mean, of that, I know that you're not going to find any more enjoyment. I'm not going to find any more enjoyment in what? Baseball? Yeah. The next time you watch baseball, you're oh. going to already forget all of that that I say. And you'll be like, ah, it still feels boring, even though I lost the argument. You know, the only thing that, that is, first of all, did I lose the argument or did we come to an agreement? Okay. We came to an agreement. Okay. You're right. We came to an agreement. <laughs> I'll give you that. um the uh the thing about baseball that i didn't actually realize was how like dramatic it is like there are a lot of like backstories or whatever that i've seen like bruce has put on like youtube videos where it's like Mm -hmm. oh person's friend died and then they hit a home run like things like that happen yeah yeah that was a i know exactly that moment that was the only home run that baseball player ever hit yeah that's really they, yeah. They, they that were was like best friends, right? Yeah, yeah. It was in Miami. The pitcher yeah. died in a yes. boating accident, mm-hmm. and so then the very next day they all played. They all wore his number. They were all crying, and this guy who has had zero career home runs hits a home run like five hundred feet, just leveled the ball. That's wild. Yeah, but that's also not every play, you know. Like that's not right. They wouldn't be throwing the balls in the stands if it was that dramatic every time. Right. You're just kind of like hoping that something like that happened. Not that someone dies in a boating accident and then he gets home run. I mean, you're not hoping for that every time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can tell you, there are a lot of boating accidents with rich people. Because they can't happen with poor people. Oh, yeah. Poor people don't really have boats, do they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's, you know what? There are no poor people in Tesla accidents. I don't know what is going on. Yeah, every time the, the Teslas catch fire, the poor people are like, oh, this changes my plans for the day. Honey, change, change it. <laughs> All they're hoping is like, I hope that Tesla catches fire closer to me. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> maybe their insurance will cover my wounds or <laughs> exactly of oh, a tesla made my shitty car catch fire do i get a better car do you if someone else's car that's actually a good question if someone else's car catches fire and your car catches fire because of that car does that person's thing insurance roll over? does 
Yeah, but it depends on whatever they value your car at. But your car is always valued in an accident higher than it would be in a sale. This is all good information. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is poor people stuff where you're like, this is... <laughs> I would rather my friend be like, my car was totaled and I wasn't inside it than then be like, it's time for me to buy a new car. Because if yeah. my friend's car gets totaled and they're not inside it, they're safe. They're going to get the money to get a better car. Things are, things are on the upswing for that. We were on, um, we were on the I-10 and not I-10. What do you call it here? The 10. You don't call it I-10 here. It's just the. They both count. They count. It's like just calling by its formal name. Yeah. Yes. And, uh we were driving and this person rear-ended someone right next to us in our entire car. No one really did anything. Just at the same time, all of us just went, ooh. Ryan's the best. Hilarious. Even funnier on stage than she is in the conversation. And you heard her. She's hilarious in conversation. She's just a funny person. When I first saw her, I was like, oh, this is naturally a funny person. Like, this is how I would show a person what this is. And she gets on stage. She riffs. And great riffer. I like watching good riffing on stage. So, boom. You can follow her on Instagram at this is Kelly Ryan. Also, I should ask her boyfriend, uh, Bruce Gray, to do this, which I guess I'll just throw this out there. Bruce, if you're listening to this or if Kelly listens to this or whatever, or you're a friend of Kelly or a friend of Bruce, open invite. Do my show. Bruce is also hilarious. When I found out they were dating, which I think I knew them both for like a year before I found out they were dating and they were already dating by the time I even found that out, I was like, oh, that's great. They're destined to have like the most hilarious kid. That's like, yeah. Hilarious people. Kelly Ryan, happy to have her. Go check her out. She does shows everywhere. In fact, when her and Bruce moved, I was like, no, we lost two of our funniest people that are in my like level of the scene. And then they came back and I was like, oh, they did the right thing and they just went somewhere else and dominated for a while. That's pretty fun. You know, it almost felt like when Thor Ragnarok happened and the Hulk was all strong somewhere else and you didn't find out until he shows up. And you're like, ah, oh, look, they're strong somewhere else. That's what it felt like when Kelly won portland's funniest um but yeah i don't know who i'm gonna put on next week i ran out of episodes i have taped that's what i do my signature move and uh i have three interviews lined up this week so whatever one's next i got excited about that one edited it down and sent it out first so that's what's gonna happen i don't know what it is i started working on a tv show and it's taking up 60 hours a week of my life and I'm afraid to leave the house now because I don't want to get COVID because I want to keep working on the show as much as possible and it's really fun and I'll talk more about that as I get more experiences on that set. Uh, what else? What else can I tell you about? I'm going to be doing less open mics because of the TV show thing but also just releasing more podcasts. I We're coming to a close on the Book of Boba Fett podcast. If you're watching that show and you're looking for someone to nerdsplain everything to you, go check it out. Is This the Way? It's my Mandalorian podcast. We're also covering Book of Boba Fett. I put an episode up on the regular feed. Some of you listened. I hope you guys liked it. It is a little different than this one. It is 
kind of a conversation, but it is very nerdified. But I really, I like that show too. Check that out. It's out there. As always, my Venmo is at Aaron M. Marsh. You can follow me on social medias on Aaron M. Marsh and other ones, but, you know, sending me five bucks out of nowhere always makes me giggle. I won't let you know if you do that. If anyone sends me five bucks, I go buy a coffee with it, you know? But if you send me 200 bucks, I go buy baseball cards with it. So, whatever that's worth. Even though you guys are like, aren't there $5 baseball cards? Yeah, there are. But I spend $200 on a box of cards, see? And then I get a $5 card out of that box. So it's kind of the same. That's how I work. Uh, I think that covers everything for this week, guys. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Thank mm-hmm. you.